Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Thank you. Just not Christmas without that song at Ocean Hills. I just like, we could, uh, we could wrap it up right now, and God has nourished our soul this morning. My name is John, and uh, I get to lead uh, something different this morning. We've been in this series that we have titled From Barn to Table, Barn to Table, and uh, the story of God sending Jesus uh, as a baby, a human body, into creation, into this place. And the table, the culmination when he gathered at the Lord's Supper, uh, oftentimes we think of the cross as the ultimate symbol of the Christian faith. But isn't it interesting that Jesus chose a table on the night in which he was betrayed, on that weekend that he would give up his life and sacrifice himself for us, a table. And in this series, we've talked about connecting and growing and serving and how that happens around a table, connecting, connecting, connecting. God sent Jesus to help us connect, to make a way possible for us to connect with God. That's what... The cross is all about. He died on that cross. But it was at the table that he shared with his disciples that this was going to happen, that he chose that way forward at the table. And it's at the table that he helped us understand that his life was meant to not only help us connect with God, but to connect with each other, to connect with each other. And how important that is, that at that table, he knew It was his friends, but it was his friends who would also desert him and betray him and deny him and doubt him. And yet, he still served them the bread and the cup because our God is a relational God and he's a God who is all about connecting with you and with me. And in week two, we talked about growing and that in John chapter one, it says that In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and then you skip down a few verses and it says that Word, which is kind of a mystery, what is, who, what is the Word? The Word became flesh. The Word, in in the message paraphrase, says, He moved into the neighborhood. God moved into the neighborhood. And then here's the tagline, full of grace and truth full of grace and truth. We talked about, as followers of Jesus, the invitation is to follow Jesus. He was full of grace and truth. And as we live our lives in relationship with each other, we're invited to live full of grace, his unmerited favor, his undeserved love. He's the God of second chances and third chances and seven times 70 chances. But he's also the God of truth. 
defining what is really happening in relationships, not ignoring, not kind of covering up, not enabling, but being people of the truth, that uh, there's a standard, there's a law, there's a right and a wrong. And so it's holding those two together as we walk hand in hand in community, connecting with each other, with family, with friends in church. We're a community. We're called to be a community of grace and truth. And then last week, Jono talked about serving. This table is a place where Jesus served his followers, his disciples. And he said in Matthew's gospel that the Son of Man, that's what he called himself, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He came not to be served. They were arguing about who was the greatest. And he said, no, 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 you're missing the point. Not so with you. This is not what it looks like to follow me, to argue about, to jockey for position, to be filled with ego and arrogance. If we're going to follow Jesus, it's about humbling ourselves. It's downward mobility. It's taking on the nature of a servant. It's one thing to say, oh yeah, I'm a servant of God. It's another thing to allow yourself to be treated as a servant. And, and, and those of us that follow Jesus, we are not only called servants, it's okay to be treated as a servant because that keeps us humble. And that's what happened to Jesus. He came to planet Earth not to be served, but to serve and give his life on the cross. And uh, it was at the table that he shared that vision, again, reminding his followers why he came. Connecting, growing, and serving. Connecting, growing, and serving. Connecting, growing, and serving. That's the vision for your life that God has for you. He wants you to be a person who connects deeply with him and with others, that you live a life of love, loving God and loving your neighbor and loving everyone always. That's the great commandment. But he also wants you to be a person who grows. We say at Ocean Hills, come as you are, but don't stay as you are. It's because God has more for you. He wants to write a bigger story, a better story in your life. He has a dream for the person, the man, the woman that he wants you to become, to be formed in the image of Christ, to become like Christ. Dallas Willard says to become little Jesuses. That's God's vision for your life, full of compassion, patience, kindness, mercy, gentleness, faithfulness, reliability, trustworthiness, all of these Virtues, qualities, fruits of the Spirit. That is the vision for who you and I are to become as we grow in our faith. It's not about attending church. It's not just about reading a Bible. All of this and all that happens in the Scriptures, this book here, the Old and New, it's all about not, and I loved Lori's sermon a few weeks back about, you know, it's not so we... We, we know all the details of how many, what's the longest chapter in the Bible? Who cares? It's about who are we becoming? Are we allowing the Word of God to do the work of God in our hearts 
so that we become more like Jesus, conform like him. And then serving, that is God's dream for you. If you haven't figured that out yet, if there's no place in your life where you are serving others without benefit to you, that's your next growth step, is to jump into a life of serving your wife. What a novel idea, husbands. Serve your wife. Serve your family. Serve your community. If you're a boss, if you're an owner of a company, how about serve your employees? Jesus invites us into a life of service. If you don't want to serve, you don't want to follow Jesus because that's what we are signing up for when we follow him. It's to embrace this life of servanthood. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to give you a chance to reflect on how has God been working in your life this Christmas through connecting, through growing, through serving? How has God been working in your life, speaking to you this year, 2019? And I, I jotted some notes down just to kind of help you think uh, about this past year, about where has God shown up for you? If you look in your program, before I, jot, before I read what I jotted down, in your program, we, we have Psalm 126, verse 3. The Lord has done great things for us. Pause. Has the Lord done great things for you? Can you point to God's faithfulness in your life? Can you point to his provision, his protection? Can, can you point to where God has shown up for you in your life when you were lonely, when you were fearful, when you were angry? when you felt disconnected from his family, from him? Can you point to a time where God was faithful this year, when you were at your wit's end, when you were down in the slimy pit, and you were crying out for help, and crying out in desperation, and, and God showed up for you? The Lord has done great things for us, the verse says, and we are filled with joy. I'm guessing many of you this morning are filled with joy because you have hearts that are reflective. It takes that reflective heart to think, to slow down, to begin to identify, where has God shown up for me? What are the great things that God has done for me? And then I'll just point us to Isaiah chapter 7. It's on the screen. It's the prophetic word that points us to the virgin birth of Jesus. Um, I guess I can read that. It says, the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him, say it with me, Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. Your reflection question, how have you experienced God with you. How have you experienced God's presence in your life this past year? And so, you know, I just wrote down several things. Looking back, just over the last month, the connecting, growing, and serving. Some of you have this past week served 
Others of you uh, had opportunities to uh, maybe have a conversation that was filled with grace and truth. Uh, Maybe you reconnected with your family around the table or reconnected with some loved ones and uh, or your neighbors. You got to know your neighbors this month through inviting them around a table. Um, We'd love to hear that story. Some of you have stories that uh, you're still in the green book. We did 40 days of discipleship and uh, for six weeks. But you said, we're going to keep going. This book has more than uh, than six weeks of chapters. We're going to keep going, and a relationship, a friendship's been forged, and you're growing in your faith through that 40 days is now 80 days or 90 days or whatever it is. Uh, For others of you, maybe it was through the 24-7 prayer week. Maybe God met you, spoke to you, whispered to you, did something in your heart uh, during that prayer week when you uh, took an hour, you took a full hour to pray. Maybe it was the first time you ever did that, and uh, something happened between you and God, and you can share that with us. But um, so many great things. Uh, Some of you were touched through our series on marriage. It was called Naked. Remember that? The Naked series. And we we gave you an opportunity to come and get a rock as a symbol of building your marriage on the rock of Jesus. And and God spoke to many of you of, of shifting and pivoting in your marriage. Um, we did a series called Unfinished, that believing is only the beginning. And, and again, we heard stories of people going, oh, I thought I just raised my hand. I'm saved. I got my hell insurance. Now I can just do whatever I want. And, and actually, you pivoted and you went, wow, this is only the beginning of a lifelong journey of following Jesus And I could go on and on. We did a 40 days of decrease. We did a relational series called Letting Others In talking about being a safe person, talking about vulnerability. We did a series on identity called My Maker is My Mirror. A whole group of you went down to Amor and built houses in Mexico. Another group of young adults went to Ecuador. I mean, there's so many uh, terrific things that have happened this year as we have followed Jesus together. And uh, now I'm going to open it up for those of you that that maybe want to just give thanks to God, to express your joy for the great things he's done in you in 2019. So let's remind each other of the ABCs of open mic sharing. A is audible. So don't talk like this where nobody can hear you. Don't hold the mic out here like this. Audible. B is, say it with me, brief. Let's say that again. Brief. Audible, brief, and the C is Christ-centered. You're giving praise to God for the great things He has done, not for the, the great things you have done. Let's just, let's just remind each other of that. <laughs> Anyways, who's going to go first? You're going to come up here and just take the mic from me. And then I'm going to take it back when you're longer than brief. Uh, so awesome. Hi. And introduce yourself. <laughs> My name is Chrissy, and last Sunday I felt the nudge to serve when DJ was up here sharing. And, uh, but I was hesitant because um, I thought maybe my kids would be a little bit disruptive <laughs> during the serving, mainly David. 
And so I, I texted DJ, and he's like, just bring them. So we went Monday to the rescue mission. It was amazing. Um, David had his Pokemon cards in his pocket. And as we were welcoming the gentlemen who were coming in, one of the guys saw his Pokemon cards. And he's like, oh my gosh, I remember I have Pokemon cards when I was little. And his face just lit up. And it was really cool to see the joy on this gentleman's face and the connection that he found with David. On Wednesday, we went and baked cookies and decorated cookies with um, some adults who have special needs. And as we were walking in, um, Mika was really close next to me. And I could tell she was, she was nervous. She's 11. And um, later that night after we had served, she said, Mom, I was, I was so nervous walking in. But by the end of the night, she was just off on her own, decorating and making cards with these different young adults. And she said, Mom, that was a little like heaven. It was like heaven, a little slice of heaven. So I was so reminded and thankful that we serve a God who welcomes children in to connect. Thank you. Thank you. So Tell us your name, and then jump in. My name is Curtis. Um, recently, I have uh, had an experience with God that I feel that I need to share today. Um, this Christmas, I feel like He's moving and shifting gears in my life and everyone around us. And re He nudged me the other day. Um, to repair the breach with my relationship with my father that I'm very thankful for, that he's changing and going to God every Sunday and continuing. Thank you. That was awesome. That's good stuff. Thank you for that. I'm not known for brevity, but um, I, oh gosh, I could talk about this whole year more. Um, my kids just went through an exercise of where has God been faithful? And this morning, um, I'm taking us back to um, the 24-7 prayer week um, where God was a little bit quiet. And uh, John had even mentioned it that morning that sometimes... God uh, feels quiet, but it doesn't mean that he's quit on us. And I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, I hate when he gets quiet. And then I thought, but does he? He's so big, and he's, he's so capable. He's the creator of this entire universe. And I thought, does he really get quiet? And I, I came to, are we just really busy? Are our lives so noisy that we just can't? hear him. And uh, I kind of landed on, well, a little bit of both. Yes, he does get quiet. Um, and then in my hour-long um, prayer time that week, I just kind of, he gave me this sort of this glimpse of 
know I am everywhere and I am always speaking to you. And if you could, if you could see, so I had this moment. I'm a homeschool mom, so super cheesy object lesson. I had this, I, this moment of uh, like God goggles, which I've now coined God goals, where you like you have them on, and you could just see the like activity all around us of God moving on people's faces and the conversations that you have. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, as cheesy as that is, it, we would be blown away if we could actually just see the evidence of him. So fast forward to the Keep It Brief Sunday that you opened up the mic the first time, and I was like, oh, well, my prayers didn't get answered, but that's okay, they're really big, they're gonna take some time. And, uh, and then as everyone was sharing, it was like this outpouring of all these moments throughout that week specifically, where it was like, oh my gosh, yes. I remember, oh, I saw all these fingerprints along the way of like, prophetic words from friends, which is just kind of a fancy way of saying, um, like a friend speaking to you, maybe something God wanted you to know or hear or see or believe. Uh, but I had that experience with friends and um, moments of peace in my heart where there wasn't peace. And I just, I didn't notice them. I went through the whole week waiting for the big prayers to be answered my back to be healed and me to run the marathon. And, uh, and so looking back, I was able to just go, oh, there he was. So since then, um, just diving into that silence and solitude has been everything. And just looking around and seeing him, he is always speaking everywhere. So. Thank you. That was, that was awesome. friend. I'm Lynn. Um, and what has God done for me this year? He's brought me this church body. Um, I had kind of an upset yesterday, so I'm just like dealing with that. But you know, this, um, this church body is so real and so able to bring all of themselves, the good and the bad. It's such a safe place for me to be. To feel that I'm okay, that God loves me, the bad and the good, and to remind me that in all things, that I should say thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the bad times, because that's when I grow. That's when I learn about myself. I learn about him, and this, this, um, this message here to love everyone always, it's just like that stays with me. And I have a little prayer I say every morning. God, would you help me to act in love to all those I encounter? And would you help me to see all that you've created that's beautiful, those people that are in my life? You know, just like the mountains, the city, whatever. And, and so much of that comes from you guys. Thank you oh, so much. Bless you. Thank you for sharing. Hey everyone, my name is Kirk, um, <clears throat> and God has, God has done a lot for me this past year, um, and I think it was always in situations of like, like I'm a recent college grad, um, situations of departure, of breaking off, and 
um, just experiencing lots of loneliness and um, isolation. I think that's when God showed up for me the most this year was actually in those moments because <clears throat> uh, there are times this year when I would just uh, say to God, like in a prayer or just angrily, like, if you were here, if you are here, then why are things happening like this? You know, you're, you're all powerful. You know what's going on and you, you have the ability to change these things. So why is it like this? Um, like, that never made sense to me, and I would just just get angry and, and say to God, like, are you, like, are you paying attention? <laughs> Do you know what's going on? Are, do you see what's happening in my life? Is this okay to you? Um, and I, I think I was always waiting for just, like, a, an angry response, like, yes, you idiot. Like, I've always been there. <laughs> like, really, but that's really, <laughs> that's really what the response I would expect from God, but... Um, I think this year he really changed my way of hearing from him. And I wasn't listening to how quietly he'd reply. Um, because in the moments of silence when I was most alone, he would just say, here I am. Um, like, I'd be like, well, God, like, I don't have a job right now. Or God, like, I'm, I'm struggling just to find food. And he'd say, here I am. And, and I think it, it would... It, it wouldn't take away the problem, but it, it would help me because I'd be able to see, like, oh, he's, he's there. And, and I think that's, en like, that's enough to me right now, um, like, just for now. Um, and that's how I've experienced God this year. And I want you to know that he is God with us. And, um, like, he came to earth and he said, here I am. Yeah, so... <laughs> Hi, my name is Becca. Um, this is a pretty vulnerable moment for me, so bear with me. Uh, exactly a year ago, about a week before Christmas, I lost my job and I was devastated. Uh, I fell into pretty deep depression and didn't eat for a few weeks and um, I was scared, and I was like, God, how can you make something good out of this? And throughout the course of the year, he has been so utterly faithful. He has brought friends and people into my life that have changed me for the better, and he has provided so, so much more than I could have ever even imagined. And now, a year later, I have a job that I love, and I'm about to sign uh, papers to be a, a business owner. And if someone had told me this a year ago, I would have laughed in their face and said, you're crazy. There's no way he could bring so much good in such a short time. But he did, and even when I was in the midst of my doubt and my fear and my depression, um, he said, I'm not finished. And he has shown up so much more than I could have ever imagined. Thank you. This side's on fire, by the way. I don't know what's going on over here. <laughs> Hi, church family. My name is Jared. Um, about, I would say, beginning of last year, I was what would you consider a, a nine-to-five churcher. 
Uh, I came to church, uh, I did my thing, uh, and then I would just go home. And that was, that was kind of my life that I was living. And uh, I, I decided to take a leap of faith in about April uh, of this year to join a small group with uh, DJ's team. And, uh, and it's crazy. It's crazy because we as individuals think we can do so much and that Christ can work through us and huge things can happen. But what I've been learning through this group is that things happen in large groups of people. Um, when you get a group of people to come together, you really can see the Lord move. And um, running this marathon uh, with Team World Vision has been a very eye-moving thing for me because uh, I just checked the other day and our church has raised $60,000 to provide clean water. That's worth an applause, you guys. Um, and that, that didn't just happen from one person saying, I'm going to raise $60,000. That was a group of people coming together uh, and making something bigger than themselves. Uh, and I think the important uh, thing here is just to make sure that um, just try to get yourself plugged in somewhere. Because when you want to see God move, uh, it's, you know, obviously the everyday things that you do, you can see God move. But in large groups, you see him move so much more. Um, and it's been a really, really great experience. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I want you guys to, if you've never met this guy, Neighbor Tim. Neighbor Tim, he's amazing. Technically, I'm sitting in the middle. So. <laughs> um, well, my, my experience this year with God is, actually goes back a couple years. It goes to my first boy son. Uh, he's three, and my experience uh, with God is he's an early riser. He wants to get to work. He's really strong and funny, and I just see uh, so much of God's work in him. Uh, our second boy is 20 or 21 months, and uh, his health has progressed better than any of the top doctors have ever expected. So we're super thankful, and we experience, um, you know, God's grace there. And I would say uh, five, ten minutes ago, experiencing God's work just by holding my wife's belly, because our next one's coming in April, and just feeling those heels. Um, it's just interesting that here this question comes up, and you experienced that five minutes prior. So just thankful for this church and this family. We love you. Thank you. Wow, my wife, my wife. <laughs> well, I love when God speaks to me, but I also really love when he speaks through me. I have a little boy in my room who has a question about every 30 seconds. And one of his questions this last week was, so who was the first teacher anyway? And I kind of went blank, but then was filled with, that takes us right back to the creation story. So I guess the first teacher was God. And my room was quiet, and they actually heard. And um, I know those words didn't come from me. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Natalie. Hey, buddy. Hi, dear. <laughs> I'm Jack. <clears throat> I've been blessed that my wife, who last year, at the end of the year, was in ICU for seven weeks, and they thought she was going to die. 
God gave her back to me and gave her back to this world. And she is such a giver. <laughs> you know, I just feel so blessed. And our life has changed because now it's like um, just managing simple things in life, like eating, getting to bed, going to the bathroom, you know? I mean, this is what our life is too. But you know what? I'm more grateful now than I've ever been in my life, that I have her, that we're together. And she is, she's a prayer warrior. She at Ocean Hills um, is here, and she's also at Samarkand where we are, where she leads and is, is involved with, with prayer teams so much because she has a heart that cares for people and relationships. And I'm just so blessed to have her here still. So God has been good to me, and he's been good to her, and he's been good to all of you <laughs> through her. Amen. Amen. Love you. You have the most memorable laugh in the church, by the way. See any resemblance? <laughs> this is my sister. Okay. Um, I have a lot to be grateful for 2019. Starting with my small group, I facilitate and host a group, and God has placed these women in this group that have shown me God's compassion and kindness, and um, that's not something that comes easy for me. Um, and as a leader, I've grown just through handing the reins to God and listening to him saying, Jill, let me lead, you follow. And the group's so much better when that happens. But um, six people from this group, we all went to Spain this year and hiked the Camino. And anybody who's done group travel knows that there's always room for tension um, with unforeseen circumstances. And we had lost luggage. We had people who were in such physical pain, they didn't know if they'd make it to the next village or um, hiking 15 miles, and then we couldn't find the hotel. And it, God just met, every, met everybody where they needed to be met. And for me as a group leader, of course, I went in the middle of training for the Chicago Marathon and had planned to run the whole time. And it became really apparent that that wasn't God's plan. And um, God's plan was for me to serve those women and show up for them and be present um, with the time there. And it was just such a special trip just felt really grateful for. And um, the last thing is when I came home, John was doing this green book. And he mentioned, I'm the person that's still doing the green book. I always paired up with Cheryl. And it's been, I love that book, but it's not easy. And um, I feel so grateful that God's put me with someone that I feel safe with, that I can be transparent with. Um, God's definitely taken me into uncharted waters with that book. Um, but what a blessing to have sisters in Christ to walk with in the journey and grow with. And so I'm just grateful for all the people that God's placed in my life this year. Way to go, sis. Hey. 
I'm just going to say I love you, man. And I say this to Jono, too. They've heard it before, and uh, it's genuine. Um, I come to this community because of its authenticity. And um, there are several women in the audience who are sitting close to me today who have been right at my side and um, value each other. This is what I get from this community. I come here every Sunday, and John knows I'm pretty diligent about coming. It helps me set the course. It helps me navigate. I lost six family members, all within an eight-month period. All of you, each and every one of you, a smile, a hand gesture, hello, has held me up in my storm, and especially to those women who brought me here. My story is that um, I showed up at Reality Church, and I knew I was to get to Ocean Hills, but I couldn't figure out how to get over here. Someone hopped in their car and drove me down here. They're right, right over at the high school. And I was coming to meet a friend who's here in the audience. She said, I'll meet you for coffee, but I'm going to Ocean Hills now. I said, I'll come and meet you after for coffee. We are and have been walking both in our own storms. And it's really important to remember to value everyone. God is with me in every moment of my journey, of my storm, holding my hand, whoever I encounter. I love you, man, because it's why we're all here. And thank you. Thank you. I have to give a shout out for Renee Curtis, wherever she is, if she's here. Um, earlier this year, I <laughs> just realized I haven't had time for small groups, and I've been blessed to be in many small groups, but I had to be with somebody. And um, she's met me, not every month, maybe every other month. And we talk, it started with tea and coffee, and. Now it's wine, but <laughs> she's just been super special walking alongside me. Um, my mom was diagnosed with cancer a couple months ago. It's been very hard. And um, it was in her brain and spinal fluid. And um, somebody asked me, what, are you ready for Christmas? And I said, um, the wish I have for Christmas is to bake cookies with my mom. So yesterday we baked cookies. And um, just looking at my grandmother's handwriting and my daughter just shaking, but sitting next to me as my mom looked over. I'm just in gratitude for all of you when we walk together in joy and pain. I just love Ocean Hills. Okay, I'm gonna uh, wrap this up by inviting you to come to this table where we are reminded that we are deeply loved, not because of something we've earned or achieved, but because it is in the heart of God uh, to declare 
that we are his sons and daughters. And because of that separation between the God of the universe and the creation, he sent his son to die on that cross for the forgiveness of sins, to restore, to redeem, to reconnect, to reconcile us to him. And so as we come to this table uh, this morning, I want to remind you that, uh, again, there's no, like, you got to be a member. This is not a country club. Uh, This is a church that uh, welcomes anybody and everybody. And this table is open to anybody that uh, today is saying, I want to follow Jesus as best as I know how. You may be saying, I I don't even really completely understand what that means. Hey, welcome to the club, and I went to seminary. But we're figuring it out together that the direction of our life, the arrow of our life, is pointing toward him and toward living a life of love by the power of his spirit that lives in us when we believe him. And if that's the desire of your heart to be aimed, even though you might feel far away this morning, if the arrow, the direction of your life is to walk towards him and to follow him and to make love your highest aim, as the scripture says, then you're invited to come. Now, we have a kind of a unique situation here this morning around the table. We have half as many plates and cups as we usually have. And uh, it's God's sense of humor to, to have us end this sermon series around the table uh, together on both sides of the table, and we're going to share the bread and the cup. If you just wait uh, on that side for people to come, we're going to be here until 3 o'clock this afternoon. So we're not going to do that. We're going to go on both sides of the table We're going to share the bread. We're going to share the cup and uh, just rip off a piece of bread, dip it in the cup and partake. It's the body of Christ broken for you and it's the blood of Christ shed for you. Uh, And so we celebrate, we remember his life, his death. He is the life giver and, and came to give us life. So if that is the desire of your heart. Come when you're ready. The band's going to come and lead us. Let me lead us in a prayer. Let me pray for you. Kind Father, thank you that you're alive. You're at work. All these stories are evidence, evidence of your grace, evidence that proves that you're alive, that you're at work in people's lives. Thank you for stories of reconciliation, of healing, of hope. Thank you for for reconnections. Thank you for the whisper. Thank you for the friendships. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the hard times, the trials, where you spoke to us this past year. God, I pray for the person here this morning that is uh, overwhelmed, that's angry. I pray for the person that's feeling so lonely here today. For the person that's stressed out 
overcome with worry about their kids, their parents. I pray for the one here this morning, Lord, that financially is really feeling like they're drowning. For the person today that feels unwanted, unloved, feeling like nobody chooses them, that they're not worth it. And I pray today as we come to this table that you would take all of what we're feeling this morning and that you would carry it in your heart. It says that you are close to the brokenhearted. Would you be close to us this morning as we come to this table? I pray for a real, authentic experience, encounter with the love and the living Christ. You are the God of love. So meet us today as we kneel, as we stand, as we put our arms around each other, and as we experience you putting your arms around us at this table. We thank you that your love never fails. Oh, the wonders of your love. We're so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.